VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. All right, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Wow, I want to thank every single one of you for your ongoing support. I'm just blown away by the amazing people that listen to the show, not just on Voice America, but on the 11 hours of live show that we do each week and the archives. Each week I get emails from from so many of you uh, telling me what you've heard, listening to archives uh, that are most recent, listening to archives that go back a year, and each and every email uh, is absolutely insp- inspiring to me. And that's why I do this show. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile, and this is the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. We've got a show for you today, and this today's show is about a concern that so many mothers have today, so many wives have today, so many people have today, and that is the growing concern uh, about sexual addiction and Internet pornography. And we are going to talk about this today in a way that will educate and inform each and every one of our listeners. And this is a topic that many of you have asked me to talk about and uh, until recently, uh, I did not have uh, a venue to talk about it, and I did not have my expert guest today. And that's why we're doing this show today and covering this in a way that each and every one of us will understand the importance to, to learn about the Internet, to, to be able to take care of our children and our loved ones. My guest today is Sue Newfeld Ellis. And she has practiced as a psychotherapist, counselor, healer, and nurse for over 20 years. She has a thriving practice, and we'll tell you about that. Her abilities uh, and facilitating skills cre- create a dynamic process for each and every one of us that are looking for areas in our life uh, where we want to change. This, this approach, the approach that Sue, New- Sue uses, is one that combines, and you're going to love this, both Eastern and Western belief systems of spirituality. And what we get from a conversation with Sue is a a level of accepting and non-judgmental atmosphere. These, These important attributes of energies that she brings into her practice sets her apart. Now, we're going to talk more about the different modalities, what she uh, has learned over the years, and what's new for her. She comes to us uh, as an expert on sex addiction, cyber sex addiction, addiction and, uh, and also a very powerful message on what this is about. Many people look at the Internet and they think, it's just the Internet. And Sue is here to talk with us today about what we should be on the lookout for and what we can do 
so that we are taking all of the cautions, especially for a young one. Sue, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. Well, I have to tell you that the the information that you sent me that we're going to talk about today is that the statistics are staggering. I mean, this is something that no one really is talking about, and even less people are are really looking at to pr- to protect people and put up some safeguards. What do you make of all this? Well, I think that there hasn't been a lot of research. Until recently, we're just starting to get some really good research about what's going on, at least in the sexual arena on the Internet, in other arenas too. But, you know, that's one of my um, focuses is what's going on sexually on the Internet. And I think because of the lack of research, the lack of, of surveys and statistics, we haven't really known until recently what's been going on. And there's not a lot of uh, organizations or institutions that pay for that kind of thing right now uh, because a lot of times research is fueled by grants and money and proposals and, um, you know, a real need, and I think that we're just beginning to see the need. So I do have, you know, some of the most up-to-date statistics and information on the issue. But, again, I think it's just basically, you know, pardon my pun, coming out of the closet, so to speak, um, uh, about the brevity of it and some of the statistics. And um, I'd like to share a few of those as we get started here. Um, one is is that it's estimated that, all, that 70% of pornography traffic occurs between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. on work days. That kind of blew my mind. 9 a.m. and 5 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, are, those are working uh, yeah. hours. <laughs> so, it, you know, people are taking little diversions here and there, as uh, we can see. And actually, and, and one out of three visitors to all adult websites now are women. So that is a new statistic. And, you know, we've kind of known that statistic with things like gambling and alcohol abuse in the past. And so it's beginning to play out in the pornography arena as well. So, you know, those are, those are some of the statistics that we're seeing. Also, um, 70% of women that were surveyed uh, on the Internet Filter Review um, statistics at their website uh, 70% of women keep cyber activity secret, and uh, 70, 17% of the women in that survey said they struggled with actually pornography addiction. Now, again, you know, I, I deal with people that often are in a lot of pain and uh, are having trouble, so I deal with the people that are on the more severe extreme side. So we want to talk about the continuum because there are people that are on there that uh, are not having problems in their life, and we're also beginning to study uh, how we feel that that may be affecting, you know, sexual uh, mores and the culture uh, as a whole. So we're just beginning to study that. But I do want to say there are continuums, and uh, we want to talk about all sides of that because, the you know, the Internet is neither good nor bad. It's the way it's used that determines its effect on people. And, you know, women clearly overall uh, show a clear preference for using the Internet as a medium for sexual information and education. Um, you know, so we want to keep that in mind as well. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about your your passion and the reason that you, you've you've started along this path. I mean, you said before you work with people that are are usually on one end of the continuum here, uh, and this you are really unique in that you are known around the world for your work and and the way that you work with clients and helping them uh, get beyond their addictions. Yeah, exactly. And I do a lot of different things. You know, I am well known for this because I've been in the field. I'm one of the the first people in the field. I started doing this work uh, in 1987. And I saw that even back then, even before the Internet, I was doing this type of work with people that had other troublesome types of sexual behaviors. Um, I could see that, that this was going to be a problem, that it, you know, sexual addiction, sexual compulsivity already was. And my passion is to do whatever I'm called to. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I was asked uh, in meditation, so to speak, if I would work with this population, and I said yes. And so... Uh, I have been passionate around helping people heal. But in all areas of healing, be it anxiety or depression or people trying to sort out their spiritual life or to find their purpose in life, you know, what did they come to the planet to do? Help them find what is their passion. So I love to work with people um, on a bunch of different levels. And, and also I love, you know, being able to hold the energy and the space that they can bring any of their religious or spiritual beliefs into this process as well. And you also are known for your uh, phenomenal work in educating healthcare professionals. I mean, in addition to working with clients, you also train, so to speak, healthcare professionals and the general public on what they need to know about this problem. Yes, I've been uh, asked and been very fortunate to educate people all over the United States. Uh, healthcare providers in hospitals and at conferences. Uh, I actually, as far as I know, unless someone else tells me different, I, I actually have taught um, sex addiction, codependency, uh, internet pornography at uh, the college level. So it's actually college classes that I've taught for healthcare providers, primarily counselors, therapists, psychologists. But we've had nurses, and I've loved it when we've had educators because at least in the state of Washington, you have to have continuing education credits to be a nurse or to be a teacher. So I've had some really wonderful teachers in my classes, too, that say, hey, I I know there's a problem with these kids. You know, I'll walk by the computers at school, and I see them get off the screen really quick, and, you know, I don't know what to do about that. So it's been really uh, an honor and a pleasure to be able to work with teachers and open their eyes uh, about this problem. Plus, I also teach meditation <laughs> to healthcare providers as well as to clients. And so uh, it's really fun to be able to span the continuum and to be there for people uh, wherever they're at in their, their process, their transformation process, actually. Well, one of the things we know that, uh, you know, a, a, a professional uh, business is driven by a level of profit. And what we're talking about, we're talking about the porn industry and we're talking about the Internet industry and cyber sex. And so you have some amazing information about the revenue and the profit that is being made from people that are addicted or, or drawn to Internet pornography and, or cyber sex. Yes, the total porn industry profit estimates from $4 billion to $10 billion dollars. And that's the National Research Council report, and that's in 2002. Total U.S. revenue in 2005 
was $12.6 billion, and that's adult video news. Unique users visiting adult websites monthly, this is men and women, 45 million Nielsen net ratings. So, you know, there's some st- statistics right there for 45 million? Boy, that would be a number one listen to or watch television show. When we come back, more with Sue Newfeld-Ellis, we're taking on a conversation that many of you are afraid to talk about but want to know about, what you always wanted to know and maybe more than you'd like to know about the problem of Internet pornography and sexual addiction. We'll be right back with Sue Newfeld-Ellis. The Authority and Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know why there's so much publicity about stem cells? Well, they are the building blocks of our health, the foundation for your everyday healthy renewal. Would you like to harness the power of your own stem cells and increase their production by up to 70%? There is now available a revolutionary science to help your body's natural renewal system. The producers are so confident that you'll feel the difference for yourself, they're offering a week's supply for only $9.95. Just visit AdultStemCellNutrition.com. That's AdultStemCellNutrition.com. Dr. Pat Basili. Hey, Mary, it's been a while. What have you been up to? Hey, Jim. Guess what I'm doing now? I'm helping people stop smoking for a living. Really? Are you making a good living doing that? Jim, I'm making $500 an hour. No way. Only top doctors and lawyers make that much. Yep, I love it. I'm saving lives, and you know what? Instead of studying for a four-year college degree, I did a four-day training. Could I do this? If I could do it, anyone can do it. Just give Smoke Free International a call at 1-800-305-9129. They'll send you an information pack. It can't be that easy. I've never done anything easier or more fun. Smoke Free International is a company that has helped thousands of people become non-smokers all over the world. Their success rate is about 95%. You can call them at one 800 305-9129. Yeah, that sounds great. Just give them a call at 1-800-305-9129 and get started on a whole new life and career. Would you like one of the most rewarding sales jobs of your life? The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into the number one radio show to live by. The Dr. Pat Show is hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping promote and sustain the Dr. Pat Show, please submit your resume to pat at thedrpatshow.com. Again, that's pat at thedrpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in your community and the world. Looking for the perfect way to connect with your children all year long? Give your entire family the gift of heartfelt conversations through the magic of Carla Miller's Seeds of Discovery books. Each Unbound book is a unique interactive experience with simple life lessons for all children and adults. Lighthearted, colorful illustrations attract the attention of children and stimulate interactions with adults. Visit SeedsOfDiscovery.com or call 1-888-426-1632 for more information. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile. 
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. We are really heating up the airways today. My guest is Sue Newfeld Ellis, as I said before, a practicing psychotherapist. She is uh, one of the leading people in the field of Internet sex and pornography and what is now known as cyber sex and cyber sex addiction. And the reason we're talking about this today is because Internet addiction ranges from the the elderly person sitting there uh not having much to do but browse the 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 internet to our very very young people so no one is really exempt from this conversation and internet addiction and we'll talk about it ranges from many many things including uh cyber sex addiction so we're going to talk about the range Sue Newfeld Ellis uh, website fabulous website for those of you listening to the show there is a phenomenal free download right now for the Dr. Pat listeners. Uh, all you need to do is go to quantumhealing.us, quantumhealing.us. Her phone number is there. She's available for consultations and presentations. So we're talking about cyber sex. We're talking about a conversation that many people are really just too afraid to have. But we're doing it right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Why are people afraid to have this conversation, Sue? Well, you know, we don't really want to look at this because there's shame. There's embarrassment. There's shame. Um, You know, we've struggled in our culture with healthy, healthy sexuality and what is that. You know, we, we come in the past from more Victorian uh, era of not talking about sex, that, you know, sex is done behind closed doors. And then we got uh, into the 70s where it was, you know, sex, love, and rock and roll, <laughs> and, you know, free love and all of that, and people started talking about sex, and sex was more open. And, um, you know, sex therapists at that time were trying to promote people not having shame about sex and stepping into healthy sexuality. And for the most part, I think the intentions have been really, really good. But also what's happened is that now, even before the Internet, but particularly with the Internet, we're seeing that people are using sex on the Internet and in other ways to escape People are starting to use it, not everyone, but some people for medication to, you know, our life is stressful and fast and there's so much going on in the planet that people find ways to escape. And what might start out as seemingly something pretty uh, uh, harmless can turn into an actual addiction. And what happens is, you know, for some people, their neural pathways actually in their brain, in their nervous system, in their bodies, uh, start to change, and they need um, to be able to escape, look at pornography, um, and in some cases masturbate, to release and to be able to deal with stress. And so that's when it becomes a problem. Now, people, you know, do look at things on the Internet, and because someone, you know, visits an adult website, it doesn't mean that they have a problem with it or they're an addict. You know, there are specific, you know, criteria and definitions of what is a problem. And as we talked about before, there's all sorts of uh, places on that continuum from just looking at something to abusing it to becoming dependent on it and then becoming compulsive and addicted to it. So, 
again, there's lots of places on that continuum, and that's why it's really important, too, and why I have such a passion for training healthcare providers in particular. But, but we need to not jump to conclusions. People, if they have a problem, really should get an assessment from a trained professional in this area to really find out as much as possible what's going on. Well, this is such an important conversation. Uh, some of the information that you talk about and have provided, I know you and I have been on the air several times really taking a, a number of different messages out into the world, but the, the one thing that I was just blown away by was the, uh, the statistics from the American Academy of uh, Matrimonial Lawyers who talk about divorce. I know. It's just amazing. Uh, it just, you know, it's, it, at a 2003 meeting of the American Academy of the Matrimonial Lawyers, like you said, two-thirds of the 350 divorce lawyers who attended said the Internet played a significant role in the divorces in the past year, with excessive interest in online porn contributing to more than half such cases. Pornography had almost non-existent roles in divorce just seven or eight years ago. And that statistic is divorcewizards.com. Well, this is, this is significant. I mean, if you look at the, the numbers that we're talking about here, and you were looking at the statistics of people that are, are, are getting divorced, I mean, this is, this is incredible to I even think it. about this. I know it. It really is. And I think that's, you know, one reason that we don't want to. <laughs> Because if we think about it, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, eventually we have to do something about it. And, you know, that can seem daunting at times to have to deal with a situation like this. In August, August 7th of 2006, uh, this, uh, from the results of a, it was called a Krista Net poll reported by marketwire.com, 50% of all Christian men and 20% of all Christian women in this survey said they were addicted to pornography. 60% of the women who answered the survey admitted to having significant struggles with lust. 40% admitted to being involved in sexual, they say sexual sin in the past year. This is a Christian statistic. Um, and so that's very profound as well. Well, it's hard to even it's hard to even know what sexual sin is at this particular yeah, exactly. point in time because we haven't even you know we haven't even classified what's going on on the internet. Right, exactly. I mean, you and I are talking about this, and I'm scratching my head, and I'm thinking, okay, what are they getting divorced? I mean, are they getting divorced on you know is this adultery? I mean, if you're married and you're you're having cyber sex, is that adultery? I mean, what what well, is the conversation about on this? Well, um, what I find in my years of experience of working with families and couples is a very interesting phenomenon. Uh, most of the people that I see um, are people that are not in trouble with the law, uh-huh. uh, mostly men, although I certainly have a handful of women and, over the years and are getting more and more women all the time as this thing is coming out of the closet, so to speak, and it's uh, you know being treated uh, and it's being talked about like on programs like this. We're seeing more and more women. But, but what I see basically often in my office is that a wife or a partner has, whether it's a man or a woman, has uh, discovered through the history or through walking in on someone that the person is looking at pornography on the Internet. And it's interesting because what the spouses or partners will report is they feel the same as if 
not exactly, but very close to as if that person was actually having a physical relationship with someone else. They say that, that they feel displaced by their partner choosing to look at images on the Internet. And in most cases, there's very rarely, uh, although there's some, but if people have a problem with this, they're usually masturbating as well. Um, and so they feel betrayed. But you know what I find is that through, through treating and through having people in my office is that the, the partners also say the lying and the betrayal, because more than likely there's a, a, you know, some level of, of lying and then betrayal that goes along with it. They feel, uh, even more betrayed by that. So those well, are two of the things that we're... I would imagine it is the great cover-up. I, I mean, you know, what we're talking about here is people that cannot really stop what they're doing because now we're talking about the addiction part of that. Right. And, uh, and at the same time, the accessibility, meaning that almost, you know, we're talking about households that have computers. Yep. Uh, you, you don't know if it's a general family computer, but more importantly, now you're talking about computers at work. Yep. And people putting their jobs at risk. Yes. Uh, and, and you're going to get caught, especially at work. I mean, they monitor, you know, nowadays people are being monitored on what they do on the computer, what they do with their emails. And a lot of these sites, once they get a hold of who you are, you are bombarded by information and spam and so forth and so on. Right. So what is this addiction? I mean, we don't usually look at this as, in the same way, Sue, as we do when we say this person is uh, has an alcoholic or a drug addiction. Right. And that's classified. You know, we have a, an illness classification right. around this. Right. But people look at this and they say, just get off the Internet. Exactly. And like an alcoholic unable to stop drinking, people that are sexually compulsive or addicted are unable to stop their self-destructive sexual behavior. Um, they, they risk their families. They risk financial disaster. They risk loss of jobs. And, you know, in some cases they risk their health. And they come from all walks of life, just like... Uh, chemically dependent people do. We have ministers, physicians, homemakers, factory workers, salespersons, therapists, secretaries, clerk, clerks, accountants, on and on and on. And so we see very, we see a lot of parallels to chemical dependency. The only thing with this is that it actually overall, most of us that have been trained in both will say that it is longer and harder to treat because we're talking about sexuality. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about the person. If anything, it has some similarities to eating issues um, because with alcohol or drugs, you, you know, do things to not pick up the drug or the drink. Right, but right. With, with sex and eating disorders, but sex in particular, too, it's like you are that. It is the relationship. We are sexual beings, rather we're being sexual or not. That's who we are. And so there's a whole different way that that has to be addressed and treated. All right, let's talk about this when we come back from break, because we are going to be talking with Sue Newfeld Ellis about uh, what we can do, what is cyber sex, what we can do to make sure that our children uh, do not get addicted, and why is addiction uh, so uh, prevalent in our young people. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
the powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to kick your life up a notch? Tired of just surviving? The award-winning Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By, is your way to living the life you want without regrets, without limitations. This empowering, inspirational show with dynamic host Dr. Pat Basili will leave you shouting, yes, I can. Dr. Pat is a master career and belief coach, dynamic seminar leader, and creator of Crust Busting. Listen to the Dr. Pat Show on AM 1150 KKNW, Monday through Friday, 11 to noon, and worldwide on www.thedrpatshow.com. Releasing the past and stepping fully into the present is now easier than imagined. Hi, I'm Sue Newfeld Ellis of QuantumHealing.us. Dr. Pat and I will be teaming up to give you many powerful ways to open the door to an extraordinary life. Tune in and discover how, starting February 15th. For more information and to receive 25 tips to reduce your stress, visit quantumhealing.us. What would your life be like if you were outrageously joyful? If you have never even considered outrageous joy, then don't miss the Dr. Pat Show with Life Empowerment Coach Tara Crete, author of the ebook Living a Life with Zero Regrets, by radical ways to be outrageously joyful. Tara will show you how to change your life in her dynamic four-week teleclass series starting in March. Log on to innergood.com. That's innergood.com for your outrageous joy. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, Call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. My guest today, Sue Newfeld Ellis. I want to make sure that you have her website because you will see a range of services that she provides uh, and also her brand-new uh, meditation CD, uh, Serenity Through Meditation. It is groundbreaking, and we will talk about that and why it is. The website is quantumhealing.us. So let's talk about uh, addiction and how we can spot it. I mean, the examples that we use with our young people are, are so important. Um, and, and I think it's important for us to talk to people about what addiction is. Some people may be listening to the show and may be thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm addicted. How do we know if we're addicted or not? Well, there is definitely certain criteria, and I, you know, I'll share those with you. Uh, one is attempting to stop the behavior repeatedly and not being able to. That's one of the biggest ones. And I hear time and time again with people, not just with the cybersex and internet porn, but also with just internet compulsion use, yeah. uh, you know, just Internet, and we'll talk about that too, um, you know, because people can have trouble on getting off of the Internet through shopping or through gaming or, you know, there's other other ways of, of being on the Internet. But, but one thing is, you know, saying, okay, uh, I'm not going to uh, do that again tomorrow night and then end up on the, the you know, computer three hours. So attempting to stop the behavior repeatedly and not being able. Another really big indication is continuing to do it despite adverse consequences. Mm, okay. so that's the big one at work, you know, being on there when you know you could get busted at work and lose your job and risk everything. 
being on there when you know that your partner has said, you know, it's unacceptable for you to be sexual outside of the relationship, including being sexual on the Internet. Um, you know, health risks. Uh, you know, getting on the Internet and uh, maybe hooking up with a prostitute somewhere. You know, so there's, so again, it's continuing to do it even though there are uh, adverse consequences involved with it. So those are two really, really big ones. Um, some other things at least to look at if it's a problem. Again, uh, you need, you know, uh, an assessment to really get a full diagnosis. But preoccupation with sex on the Internet, in other words, thinking about it, like at work, oh, it, you know, if you don't do it at work, oh, my gosh, you know, thinking about it a lot of when you get home. Like I, I know that there's a, a span often between four and six where one spouse may get home before the other. And that, in my experience in working with people, is a time, you know, when the cat's away, the mice will play, and it's a time where people will often do it. Or late at night after someone goes to bed. That's another very, you know, after your partner goes to bed, that's another very high time for being on the Internet and being, you know, sexual or looking at pornography. Um, also, restlessness or irritability when attempting to limit or stop engaging uh, on the Internet. Uh, you, as we said before, using it as a way to escape from problems or relieving feelings that are uh, uncomfortable, like depression, anxiety, uh, guilt. Um, also returning to it day after day in search of more intense or higher risk experiences. And that's one of the things that has made, we often call the Internet and cyber sex the crack cocaine of sex addiction. And the reason is is because it's accessible. I mean, you can sit at home in the comfort of your own home and you don't have to go anywhere. So you're not going to be uh, exposed by people or in trouble with the law if you're doing things that are against the law because you can sit in your own home and it, it's there 24-7. You just, it's just on a, you know, a click of the computer. Also, isolation. In other words, you don't have to connect with anybody. And that's what I want to say about this is that the bottom line is that when people come in to see me, they go, well, this is a sex issue. And I go, you know, it's really not. The sex issues on the top, what's underneath it is intimacy. It's, it's not being able to be intimate with yourself or others in a way that we, uh, most of us say we want to do, but you know, saying it and doing it can often be, you know, two different things. So there's an isolation. It's like, oh, I can just do this on my own and be in my own little world and get relief from the stress of my life or my family or the job or, or whatever is going on in that way. Also, anonymity. So in other words, you don't uh, have to be known. I mean, you don't even have to put your name on there. You can, you know, use a fake user identity. So if you don't want to, there's no way anybody has to know you at all. Also, it's very affordable. Uh, you know, a lot of sites are free to entice you, and even after you get on the sites, um, you know, it's not as expensive as other types of behaviors have been for other people, like magazines or videos or um, you know, prostitutes, you know, if they have those other behaviors. So, again, we're, you know, we're kind of talking at the, um, on the other end, but we need to know that this is also accessible to our children and our adolescents. 
whether they pay for it or not. And so that's, you know, one of the parts that are really disconcerting. Nine out of ten children aged between the ages of 8 and 16 have used pornography on the Internet, in most cases unintentionally. That statistic is the London School of Economics, January 2002. Average age of first Internet exposure of pornography, 11 years old. That's from the internetfilterreview.com. Again, those are usually pop-ups. Um, largest consumer of Internet pornography, 12 to 17-year-old age group, internetfilterreview.com. So those are some statistics that... Uh, are pretty daunting. But we can see that, you know, uh, secrecy and covering up behaviors or other characteristics. Um, often people become uh, less engaging in their relationships, but again, that's over time. Um, and so, so those are just, you know, some of the some of the characteristics to be looking for. Well, and this is this is important for all of us to know, uh, and 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 it really begs the question. I mean, for people that are listening, um, I know some people that are on the internet pretty much twenty four seven, and it's it's hard to know really without having this conversation today if this is truly an addiction or. If this is uh, somewhere else on the continuum, as you you so wonderfully put it, I mean this is not a black and white issue. No, and that's really what is so mind-boggling for me when I think about some of the other addictions. And let's just let's just do a little mini comparison right now. Mm-hmm. When I think about some of the other addictions, and you mentioned a few of them, uh, you know, chemical dependency, for example. Uh, a person knows, they know that they, they are chemically dependent. And they may not be able to do a whole lot about it at different points in their lives. But aren't those addictions more black and white? For example, uh, alcohol, uh, drugs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely so. Um, you know, because, because again, it's a substance in, a, st- a substance out. Exactly. <laughs> whereas, this is, whereas this is, you know, who we are. And so, you know, it's, and it starts out usually, you know, no one really, I've never heard anyone say, oh, I'm, you know, my goal is to have a problem with cyber sex or sexual addiction, you know. It's something that happens so gradual. And the thing is, it is so gray. You know, it's really a, a gray area. So, you know, l- let me give you five types of users, and this might help a little bit, too, for people. Um, there's one that's called an appropriate recreational user. Now, this is someone that is exploring sex on the Internet. We talked about that before as far as sexual information, sexual education. And it may even be that they're looking at images like the old 1970s. Well, even some sex therapists to this day say, you know, looking at a little pornography or a video between partners once in a while to spice up, you know, the sexual relationship is not a bad thing. Well, there's controversy in the field about that now, but, you know, that's what used to be said, at least before the Internet. But I believe there are some people that can look at it or explore it and not have a problem with it. Then there's the inappropriate recreational person, and that's someone who's not addicted or compulsive, but they use the materials inappropriately, like they might email a pornography picture or an inappropriate sexual joke to a coworker to be funny. You know, and that's inappropriate. You don't do those things at work. So that would be an example of an inappropriate recreational user. Then there's an, another group called the discovery group. And these people had no previous problem with online sex or other 
any other problematic sexual behavior. Uh, but it it appears, you know, like they, they're on more. In other words, these are some people that would be maybe on the online dating services. They don't have problems uh, with, you know, compulsivity or any of that, but they are spending a lot of time on dating services and trying to hook up with some, and often very legitimately. And then there's other ones that, you know, are also on there to ha- get sex. So, you know, and again, these aren't people that particularly have a problem with it, but it is more... Uh, the dating thing we know just increases the percentages, but there are definitely people that their intention is sex. So, you know, we need to really be aware of that. Then the next group is what we call the predisposed group. And these people didn't have problems with acting out sexually inappropriate until the Internet. So these people are the ones that we say without the Internet, they may not have had sexual problems that have gotten them in trouble either in their you know their personal relationships or at work or whatever an example of that would be maybe fantasizing about seeing a prostitute but they would never do it in a million years or thinking about maybe having an affair but wouldn't do it wouldn't cross that line well we're finding with this particular group of people that because of their time spent on the internet that they start to get bombarded thinking about it, seeing the images, being able to connect. And we find with some people it's easier to cross that line to actually going to see a prostitute or actually going out to uh, <clears throat> have an affair with someone. And they wouldn't have crossed that line if the, the um, Internet did not give them that bridge. Um, in that, the statistics I gave you before from the Internet Filter Review statistics, uh, they said that women are more likely to act out behaviors in real life than men, such as multiple affairs uh, or casual affairs. So that was an interesting statistic. Well, women are in chat rooms two times more. We're going to talk about women when we come back and also solutions, what each and every one of us can do uh, and what you can do to really safeguard your children. Sue Newfeld Ellis is my guest today. She's a leader in the field. And we'll be right back to talk more about this in our final segment, what you can do to protect not only yourself but your your loved ones. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Listen wherever, whenever, voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is James Arthur Ray. I just finished the Dr. Pat Show. She has got one of the leading-edge shows for thought leaders, forward-thinking people like you on the planet. Make sure you stay plugged in. I certainly do, and I'm really, really excited about the opportunity to share information with you. And I'm doing a program called The Secret of Attracting True Wealth all around the country. Go to HarmonicWealth.com and find out when I'm going to be in your area, and I'll look forward to meeting you uh, face-to-face. Have a phenomenal day and live an inspired life. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm excited about a breakthrough technique that will help you shed years of stuck energy. Energy that is stuck creates three basic corresponding feelings or emotions, bad, sad, or mad. The Simone Zone is like a water purification unit for our polluted energy. And once that energy is reclaimed, we are able to reframe it and use it to achieve our goals and desires more quickly and easily than ever before. Visit thesimonezone.com and try this free technique for yourself. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values along with procedures and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Anything. 
Join the Empowerment Partnership as they present the Accelerated NLP Practitioner Training in Seattle, Washington, October 7th through the 13th. Call 800-800-MIND or go to NLP.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show when you call. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. If you want to find out more about what we are up to, go to www.thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-PatShow.com. We're entering phase two of our new website, so we've got lots coming out and lots uh, that we're going to be uh, offering to our listeners. Uh, as I said before, and as my friend Steve Maraboli says, we have many archives, hundreds of them on the website, and we really would encourage you to download them, pass them to your friends. We do not hold a copyright. The only thing we ask you to do is not to edit these out of context. So please download the shows as you see fit. We have hundreds of them up there, a great search feature on the website, and pass them on. Sue Newfeld Ellis is my guest today, and what we are doing is we're opening the door so we can have a conversation on Internet addiction, on cyber sex, and what we can do about it. Sue, thank you so much for joining the show. Well, thanks, Dr. Pat. It's been great. It's my passion. <laughs> it is your passion. And what I want to ask you, you know, we're talking about the growing concern around women. We're talking about action that we can take. And I think in this segment it's really important to really talk about the safeguards, what parents can do, what kids can do, and what each and every one of us can do to really get that level of awareness about what's going on and then to take some action. Right. Well, one thing I want to say, too, I had a new statistic I wanted to share with you, and then we're definitely going to go into that. But the new statistic from Reuters from Ontario, Canada, and this is February 16, 2006, 87% of university students are having sex over webcams, instant messenger, or the telephone. So that's an interesting statistic. That's amazing. So some of the things that we can do is, um, particularly parents with your kids, uh, here are some, some tips for you. It's very important to continue and try to develop a trusting relationship with your child to keep that door of communication open. And if you can do that in other areas, it's going to be um, uh, a way to get your foot in the door about talking about uh, what they're doing on the phones, what they're doing on the Internet. If you have reason to suspect your child is viewing inappropriate sites, don't overreact. Overreacting is not going to help. You need to approach them with respect and try to have conversations. Um, also, you need to add to online profiles that monitor your child's use on the Internet. So there are, uh, and I'm going to give you some websites here too. I'm going to give you that right now for you to look at. And these, and these websites will be able to help you. There's some websites uh, with, you know, a whole area of protecting kids and different uh, safeguards you can put on your computer. Some, a really good one is www.protectkids.com. Another one that has the uh, Internet protection statistics and information is www.mykidsbrowser.com. 
And then another really good one that can can also link you to other websites and give you some statistics. A lot of my statistics I got from there again is www.illusionsprogram.net. So those are some really good websites to go on to get information. They're going to link you to other ones. Some other things that you can do as well is keep your computers in heavy traffic areas in your home because it's going to be harder for kids to be on there and not have you see what they're looking at. Also know your children's online friends. Use a pre-filtered Internet service provider, and you can check that out at www.filterreview.com and they'll assist you with that information. Also, check CDs, floppy, and zip disks. Check your history files often. Spend time with your child as they surf the Internet. They don't have to be doing that alone. Uh, You can be there with them. Ask your child to show you what instant messaging looks like. Uh, Spend time again with your child online and have them teach you about their favorite online destinations. And get to know and use parental controls provided by your own specific Internet service provider. Uh, And, again, you can get in touch with some blocking software if you need to. And always have access to your child's online account. Um, Also, if they are getting any emails or phone calls from adults, uh, be suspicious about that, especially adults that you don't know, because that can be a problem as well. So... Um, anyway, those are some quick tips. Well, I, I mean, these are all so important. Now, your work, Sue, uh, and I want to direct everyone to Sue's website, uh, quantumhealing.us. You know, you have provided solutions to countless people on, on any number of addictions, and you are, have just released a brand-new CD, and people are saying that this CD is really leading edge. It's groundbreaking. And I think it's worth uh, taking a minute and talking about that because that relates to the work that you do with people that have uh, addictions or uh, compulsions. Well, and, it's, you know, just stress in general. You know, so many of us are dealing with stress, and particularly with people that are dealing with pain and healing and addictions or compulsions need ways to decrease their stress in healthy ways. So the CD is actually coming out of working with hundreds and hundreds of people that need that. And what it is is it's relaxation. And Stephen Halpern, who's world internationally known, has done the soundtrack music. And with my voice and his music, we very safely and easily and quickly uh, are able to help your whole body and mind relax. And so we actually have the brain waves go from alpha to beta to theta. So you get into a very relaxed state. And then there's self-nurturing, self-forgiving meditations and letting go of things that no longer serve you so you can step into your potential and have an extraordinary life. So the CD uh, has an introduction in the beginning on how to use it for beginning or advanced meditators. And it also has silence. You can be in silence at the end if you just want to connect with yourself or not. So there's a lot of options on the CD, and I'm getting incredible feedback, and it's just it's wonderful. And children are enjoying it, too. So it's, it's children user-friendly as well. Well, and we want to make sure that folks know that if they go to your website, two things they can, two things, at least two things. One is that you can download, um, it's amazing free download from Sue. It's right there on her website for Dr. Pat listeners. And, uh, 
I want to thank you for that, as well as we can order the CD right from quantumhealing.us as well. Right. You know, as we continue this conversation and we look at solutions and we look at um, emerging conversations in the field of Internet addiction and cyber sex, um, what what are your personal thoughts? And I know that we've talked a lot about content today and given people a lot of information, but, you know, you were there from the beginning. Uh, and and where do you think this is going? Well, I think that it actually is changing um, cultural norms and mores about um, what is acceptable sexuality and what isn't. And unfortunately, I think we are a lot more objectified in our culture. In other words, I think there's a lot of pressure on young people to look good and be skinny and I think that we just have to continue to find ways to be okay in our skin, to be okay who we are, to fill any holes that we find, and to find our potential and our passions in life. What are fun to do? What's creative? And I also think, you know, exercise and diet is something that can be very helpful. I know that it's uh, sometimes hard for people to do that, but it really has a lot of good results physically and emotionally. And, you know, also for people to be open to um, spirituality as well, whatever that is. You know, some people are into religion. Other people are just into finding their authentic self and, and connecting with you know, uh, energies mm-hmm. or higher powers. So I think there's there's a lot of ways that we can try to fill those holes and and try to just accept who we are. Well, for people listening to this show, Sue, and want to talk to you personally, how what's the best way to do that? Well, how can people connect with with you personally on, on this topic? Because you know we're not going to get a whole lot of people necessarily right. calling in. Right. Exactly. So, so, but there are folks that have heard something today that is going to be really important to them. And how do they get a hold of you personally? Yeah. The uh, the phone number is four two five four five five. 4207 or the website quantumhealing.us. Those let's, are both really Let's great. give out that phone number one more time. 425-455-4207. So we've talked about a lot today. Many of you will listen to the show and go back and listen to it again. And, you know, there's a lot to think about here. I, and there was a question that was asked uh, the other day, and uh, the question, uh, you know, had to do with uh, how the laws may change. The question had to do with, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, situations where uh, people, as you said before, are going and getting divorced on cyber sex and Internet use. And, and I think that we have not really figured out how to assess from a legal point of view, beyond the addiction, what to make of all of this? Is there a danger of going to the extreme where we want to control everything? Yeah, I think that there is, and and that's the whole, and it's just so hard because it's like how much do we monitor, how much do we control, how much do we want to be watched? You know, we don't want to do the big brother thing, but at the same time we have to protect people, particularly kids. So this is an ongoing issue that we'll all be talking about and be talking about, I'm sure, with legislators and 
um, yeah, we'll just have to keep having these conversations. Exactly. Sue Newfeld Ellis, my guest today. Thank you all for listening to the show. Lots here. You're going to want to listen to this again. Again, quantumhealing.us. Until next week, make yourselves a fabulous week, and we'll be right back here with the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. And Sue, what- Thank you for listening to the Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Tuesday for another dynamic hour of the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile.